Hello and welcome to the Edify Podcast. This is designed for you, preacher, teacher, shepherd, deacon of the kingdom of God, for your edification, for your uplifting, for your ministry. The closing appeal should be the most carefully prepared. What is said last will linger longest. Let them be spoken as by one who pleads with the souls of men. F.B. Meyer. I want to give you this little short segment today. Uh, here it is Wednesday. We'll release another episode uh, for Thursday. Who knows how, how many more we'll drop this week. But anyway, I wanted to give you just a few few things to consider You know, developing your sermon, preaching your sermon. Uh, last, last week we discussed how the Holy Spirit impacts and changes and transforms all those who are listening, all those who are listening with an open heart, open ears, open heart. But I want to I want to wind down the sermon and the preparation of the sermon and with this conclusion, a strong conclusion. Not only is it important to, uh, as we said a few weeks ago, begin with a, a great introduction. Uh, as I mentioned, Curtis Cates, one of my instructors, said, grab them by the nap of the neck in the first five minutes. Uh, I heard one preacher said that if you don't bring up Jesus in the first five minutes, throw your sermon out. Um, it all has to be about Jesus. And we've discussed a host of different things in the past few weeks concerning sermons and sermon development, but I want to talk about the strong conclusion. Winding this thing down, uh, often called landing the plane, but um, but but when, when preparing a sermon, don't overlook how important it is to have a strong conclusion. Uh, just like an athlete needs to be at his very best at the end of a race or a game, the preacher should strive to be at his very best in the closing minutes, uh, winding things down, bringing some application to to this um, to this sermon. Uh, there there are a few purposes for a good conclusion. Uh, let me give you these. Uh, a good conclusion will review and summarize the content of your message. Uh, it will explain the sermon's application. Uh, it will exhort or, or challenge the listeners to obey the sermon's appeal. And it, and it is a call for some sort of decision to mark the beginning of obedience, of surrender. Um, and, and, and here's the reality. I often say this at Piedmont Road. You are subject to the invitation. You will respond to this sermon one way or the other. And not, not only does it do those things, but it encourages and it comforts, or maybe in some other way, it builds up the flock with the message. As the pastors of the church, your shepherds, uh, give you the dole, give you the bread and the grain to feed the church um, as a preacher. Uh, this is one of the ways that you do that. You may, you may choose to do a couple of these things in your conclusion. Um, you know, maybe one of these or, or all of these. It doesn't matter. But however you decide to conclude conclude your, your, your statement, your remarks, your sermon, uh, go out firing. The great preacher of old, G. Campbell Morgan, said on one occasion in the elaborated doctrinal part of Jonathan Edwards' sermon, the great preacher was only getting his guns into position in his applications, i.e. conclusions. and said he opened fire on the enemy. There are too many of us, I'm afraid, who take so much time getting our guns into position that we have to finish without firing a shot. We say that we leave the truth to do its own work, we trust to the hearts and consciences of our hearers to apply it. This is a great and fatal mistake. A discourse which makes no spiritual or moral appeal or demand is no sermon. End of quote. 
And I agree with Morgan. Closing a teaching in a sermon and a preaching and exhortation and exaltation and exaltation um, by saying, well, we'll pick this up again next week at verse 24. Um, or I trust you to, you know, um, work these things out. Good luck on these things, you know, wh- whatever you want to do. Um, that That's not beneficial. Put a bow on this thing. Wrap this thing up. Put it put it down. Um and, and and you need to you need to be careful sometimes. Um, sometimes if you end your sermon on an emotional high, and you you are shouting as together we stand and sing, um, that's an emotional that's an emotional appeal. And, and there's times for those things, uh, but but keep this in mind. Keep this conscious in your mind. Sometimes when you when you call for an emotional call and you end on an emotional appeal. Sometimes those people will respond only or or purely based off of emotional. It will be an emotional response, not necessarily a logical response, but an emotional response. Um, uh, also, Curtis Gates, when we were when we were in the school, he was telling us about how sometimes if you have people respond just emotionally, then emotionally they will begin to disrespond. Or they may respond now, but their emotions may change, and so they 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 responded based on a feeling. And I'm not saying that that's bad, and he wasn't either. But he said we need to be aware of that. We need to make sure that people are rationally and logically responding. And so he said sometimes it's not good to end, uh, or or be very cautious to end on an emotional high, um, where people just respond because they have um, chill bumps. And so he said sometimes land the plane and land it for a minute and draw some logical conclusions, and, and let them deduce from the sermon. This isn't an emotional response. It's a rational response. But I want to give us about seven helpful suggestions to avoid uh, a weak conclusion as to why we should. Number one, uh, don't add new material in the conclusion. You know, there's there's preachers that will say in conclusion about four or five times, or they may say in conclusion about uh, 15 minutes from the conclusion. So don't add new material in the conclusion. Make your conclusion, number two, clear and specific. When they leave, they need to know this was what is to be deduced from what is preached, from what is said. Number three, let your conclusion reflect the demands of the passage that you just preached. Don't misapply the text. Uh, That's easy, surely. I, I know you understand that. Number four, be direct and brief. Um... No more than five minutes as a general rule for conclusion. A lot of times I will land the plane. I'll close my Bible. I'll close my iPad or whatever I'm preaching from, or or if I have any notes, and then I'll have the church stand, and I will give them that said charge. I'll have the, the shepherds come down and walk, and, and they'll turn around and stand in the aisles, and then, then I'll give that charge, as I've said. I make it intentional. I make it purposeful. Um, and so I, that's probably... Um, we just want to be direct and we want to be brief. We want to wrap this up and give it to them so that they can walk away saying, this is the result. This is, this is the end result. It wasn't diluted in any way. Number five, when you begin a conclusion, avoid lapsing, uh, you know, going back over, uh, back into the message. Just conclude and answer the question, what should I do? Or what what is God saying to us through this text? What's the the implication here? How does this change my life? Because it does. 
And if you preach a sermon that doesn't change their lives, then, then shame on you. There are people who will be listening to, to you who need a change of direction for their beliefs and encourage them to do that. And then number seven, try to conclude with some, um, some meat, um, not just for believers, but also the non-believers. You have more believers in the crowd, I have no doubt. And your sermons are more of an exalting of God, an exalting of God, um, as it should be. But also there needs to be something that they leave with, that they understand, that they take, both believers and non-believers. And so I just wanted to give you that short segment today about conclusions. Um, I know this is hardly 10 minutes, but I just wanted to wrap up a little bit of some thoughts uh, about last week, about the uh, the sermon and um, and giving the sermon and what should be involved in giving the sermon and and how we want um, how we want to acknowledge that it's the Holy Spirit working uh, in tandem with His Word, as beautiful as that is. So, conclusions. Wrap them up. Wrap them up. Um, make them clear, concise, direct. Don't go back into the message uh, as I'm concluding this podcast. <laughs> uh, let me let me conclude. So, God be with you in your preaching and specifically for this hour, uh, your conclusions.